Hello, hello, hello. You guys are listening to the second episode of On the Googler. And I am your girl, Karen, aka Luna, aka Sweetheart, aka C. It really all depends on what platform you're listening to me on. But currently, you are on the fundamental uh, platform, basically, right? <laughs> so, this is my, like I said at the intro, this is my second episode of On the Googler. My first episode was more or less like a test to see what was going, what I was actually going to do, the platform. Um, so, yeah, I chose a whole different way of doing things, so I'm, I'm happy about that. So, we'll be able to, uh, yeah, kick it keep it moving and don't mind me guys it is 6 30 a.m used to stay in the time like it matters right but um yeah i'm on the east coast it's 6 30 right now i am exhausted just to you know put it out there I haven't slept but it was very important to me that i get this episode out because i want to start recording on the googler um, either between 5.30 and 6.30. So that's the goal for me. And I'm working on a social social experiment. So I'm waiting for um, me to finish developing that a little bit more before I actually, you know, tell you guys what it's going to be. But I'm so excited. Um, so I'm excited to get that started. So you're listening to on the Google Learn, nine songs out of 10 because it's the first episode, which will be coming out earlier today for all your listening pleasure on the Fundamentals podcast platform, which is is brand new, guys. So this is going to be the first episode that you'll see on that platform. Um, the very first episode that I did record because it was the platform that I use only allowed me to do 30-minute um, sections, I, I just couldn't, um, get around to actually putting it together into one show, but we're going to do that, but for now, I'm, I'm excited to get this out, because I want to start doing it daily, at least to, you know, this, uh, show, at least I want to say six days a week, if not Monday through, um, Sunday, that would be actually cool, or even Monday through Saturday, um, so yeah, it's going to be like a little new show that we have for the fundamentals. So I'm very excited about that. You guys are going to hear more and more about me before we get into the Googler, you know, stories. So a little bit breakdown, because for many of you guys, it's going to be your very first episode that you're listening to. So on the Googler, basically, are 10 stories that I've chose to curate for you guys so they were listed at the time um that i decided to pull a list and they're trending stories for the day so you guys are ready because i'm ready and the very first story that i have for you guys has to do with snapchat so this story comes from theverge.com and they are saying snapchat is back up after users couldn't post or send messages for hours. And this was looked like it was curated or actually updated 
um, as of yesterday, which was October the 13th, 2021. And I apologize, guys, because I don't think I hit you with the date. So if you're listening to it today, today is October the 14th, 2021. And this was recorded at 6.39 a.m. Yes, early, guys. Very early. But I decided this is a a job right so we are going to be on a schedule and we're going to push this out to you guys in the morning so you'll have a little you know morning news but we'll see what time I'll, I'll try to be like the professionals and get it out to you pretty soon after um another thing you guys can look forward to and i know you're like uh i thought we was about to get into the verge i just want to make sure you guys know a little bit more about what to expect but um and then now i had no time limit because before i had a time limit so now i could just ramble and let you guys just hear me talk you know you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying but <laughs> so you guys are gonna um it, it's gonna be a lot going on in this platform actually with the fundamentals in general i should say so you're listening to the ruler now but there's going to be several different shows on here and we're going to transform this show to a youtube channel um and also i was in the works guys i was really trying to get a co-host with me so when i go live and talk about these stories that is more of a dialect so it's still going to be on the Googler. And if any of y'all are listening and you say, you know what? I want to get down. I want to be down with her. She seemed pretty cool. You definitely be down, you know? So we're growing a network of people. So definitely you can always send me a email. And the email address that we're going to use is, um, and I say um because I'm just trying to, but I'm gonna guys I'm gonna give you guys my personal so you can contact me at corinnemanuel at gmail.com so that is c-o-r-r-i-n-e n like mary a-n like nancy u-e-l manuel at gmail.com just hit me with the email just let me know say hey yo I want to be on a show and we will talk to you, see what we could do, and get you in there. All right, now back to the very story. So our first story again is about Snapchat. So Snapchat, and I apologize. Oh, that was kind of all right. <laughs> I got a little nasal drip. The weather is changing here, so I don't know where you guys are at. But that's what I'm dealing with. So, drinking tea, things are going to get better as we continue. But let's move on. So, Snapchat is back up after users couldn't post or send messages for hours. The company was aware of the issue. So, it says for a couple of hours on Wednesday morning, Snapchat streaks were at a risk as many users reported they couldn't successfully post stories, updates, or send messages on the service. In a tweet, the Snapchat support Twitter account confirmed the issues telling people to hang tight were looking into it. The source was unclear. Um, the, actually, the source of the issue was unclear, um, but it doesn't seem to be a Facebook-level event. 
And I don't know if you guys remember, if you're many of you are aware that a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even a week ago, Facebook um, was having an issue, and I believe Snapchat also was um, was um, having issues as well at that time. It was like crazy on um, Facebook and Instagram. Actually, people were um, experiencing problems, and they couldn't log in, couldn't post. It was crazy, but. Everything seems to be back to normal now. But as far as Snapchat, it says the app itself was still mostly functional for some of us. And if you weren't trying to pose, you may not have noticed anything was wrong right away. Um, it also wasn't crashing constantly, which has been a problem for a Snapchat. At 10.31 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Snapchat support Twitter account confirmed the issue is fixed and everything is working again on their end. So it looks like that issue was quickly resolved because um, they definitely did Snapchat about it. Or actually, they tweeted, tweeted, uh-uh, tweeted about it on October the 13th to let them know that um, it was 7.49 a.m. when they, I guess they, they realized that they were having an issue and by 10.30, 1 a.m. the same day they were able to resolve it so it wasn't done that long which is good and it's like who what did we snatch at Benetta between 8 and 10 guys are up early but if you're not on the east coast it might just be right on time for you so I get it but let's move on to story number two and of course, I have like all these tabs up. So guys, like of course, technology is my bestest friend right now. As you can't tell, I'm just waiting for my computer to get this life. But I can say I've been saying something about Adele. And it says, <laughs> I'm actually still waiting for it to come up, but it is about Adele's new album, um, which is going to be released on November the 19th, which I'm excited about. I'm a huge Adele fan. And it is going to be called 30. I wonder if she's 30, but we, we can find that out. But yeah, so I actually was listening to her music the other day just because I seen an advertisement. For the song and only thing it was was her driving road with the music notes or not the music notes but the um, music sheets in the background just you know rolling in the wind <laughs> so I it, I'm like okay this is like 40 seconds but it's everything so I was excited so this story is actually curated from upmatters.com, which was generated from my Google trending um, post. But it says New York AP six years later. So six years after her last album, Adele revealed Wednesday, yay, that her new project 30 will be released on November the 19th. An initial single, Easy On Me, is coming out Friday. Okay, so we gotta listen to that on Friday. We might put a little bit of Easy On Me. I wanna hear that. Um, the British singer was divorced in 2019, said in a lengthy Instagram post that after throwing myself in a maze of absolute mess, 
and inner turmoil, she's feeling better. I'm glad she's feeling better. Um, it also states that I'm ready to finally put this album out. With giant hits like Rolling in the Deep and Hello. Hello, yeah. Okay, we'll stop that right there. Her previous two albums ranked among the 50 biggest selling in music history. The Disc 21, she names her projects for her age while writing most of her music, was released in 2011 and has sold an estimated 31 million copies worldwide. The album 25 came out in 2015 and sold 22 million copies. So I don't expect this to sell anything other than a, you know, a two-digit million amount at this point. So she might even hit the, the, the three digits. I mean, we've been waiting since what, uh, what was it, 2015? So it's been a minute. So we're ready. We is here. I'm sure I'm not alone when I say Weez is here. So with streaming services like Spotify now dominated, there is no way Adele or anyone will reach those sales figures again. Uh, I don't understand. That says with streaming services like Spotify now dominant, there is no way Adele or anyone will reach those sales figures again. Yeah, she is in a stratosphere. <laughs> I know the word. Sometimes it just comes out funny. Okay, so she is popular, um, and that only someone like Taylor Swift can approach in the music business. I don't know who who really. I don't know if I. I don't really agree with whatever they just wrote. So, I mean, everyone's inside to their own opinion. I don't really agree with that. I don't. I think that you can do whatever you put your mind to, Adele. So it says, in an interview with Vogue recently, Adele said there, there isn't a bombastic hello, but I don't want another song like that. That song capitalized me and fame to another level that I don't want to happen again. She and her former husband, Simon Konek, Konanecki, I apologize if I butchered your name, sir. Um, so they have a nine-year-old son, and I didn't know her son was nine. I didn't know she had a, did I know she had a son? Hmm, okay. So Adele is 33 years old now, which explains why her album is going to be called 33. Oh, no, it's called 30. So I wonder why. Maybe she wrote it when she was 30. Hmm. Interesting. So she says, I've learned a lot, a lot of blistering home truths about myself along the way. Adele wrote on Instagram. I've shed many layers, but also wrapped myself in new ones. Discovered generally useful and wholesome mentalities to lead with, and I feel like I finally found my feeling again. I'll go so far as to say that I've never felt more peaceful in life, and that's awesome. It's awesome to have a, a piece of peace in your life, so I'm happy for Adele. Um, and we're going to wrap up with her final statement, which is, 
It senses it for me, this record, just in how much I love it, Adele told the magazine. I always say that 21 doesn't belong to me anymore. Everyone else took it in their hearts so much. I'm not letting go of this one. This is my album. I want to share myself with everyone, but I don't think I'll ever let this one go. And that's what is Adele. That's how Adele is feeling at the moment. And that is what's up. So we're happy for Adele. So now we're going to move on to story number three. And guys, just so you know, I just literally read the um, title and then I just added, opened up the link and said, okay, next one, next one, next one. So we're on number three right now. So I am learning this news out just as much as you are right now. So we're going to move out. We're going to move on. And this story is from, we're going to try not to, not, not to uh, murder this, La Prensa, La Prensa Latina Media. Um, and if I'm wrong about that, you guys can correct me, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but all the links are going to be in the, um, in the notes. So you guys make sure you read the description for this and follow my links while you're at it. So yeah, you'll have it right there. So this story is about Jamie Lee Curtis, who says she owes her career to Halloween. And that's the Halloween movie that's like really popular. I was called Halloween. So yeah. So this story is coming out of LA. And this was um looks like it was created on October the 13th. And Jamie Lee Curtis was 19 when she started her film, her career film, fleeting Michael Meyer Myers. In the first Halloween film, and more than four decades later, she finds herself grappling again with the deranged mass murderer and Halloween kills. Set for release this week. Okay. I don't think I would have had a mark that just tells Effie when she when asked what her life would have been had director John Carpenter not cast her for Laurie Strode in the 1978 film. The movie launched Curtis as Hollywood's foremost screen queen, and she went on to appear in a string of horror films, including several installments in the Halloween franchise, before stepping away from the business in 2006 to focus on her family. And if you guys was wondering where she was, she was being a mama and taking care of her family, which is cool. It says when she was invited in a when she was invited in to portray a middle-aged Laurie in a direct sequel to the original film, she jumped at the chance to work with the director, with the director David Gordon Green, and producer Jason Bloom. Released in 2018 to worldwide success, Halloween carries the 1978 film "40 Years into the Future." As it is intervening, sequel never happened. Okay. Of course, he's managed to escape. Well, I think what happened is that Michael is the phoenix. Michael survived the fire. I think he has extended. He is transcendent. 
he is mezzo we're gonna skip that word into something oh okay i know what that word is i just can't pronounce it so he basically transformed into something more powerful than he has ever been curtis tells of effie his violence level in the new movie is and i was talking to david about it it is the natural progression of violence to get more violent she says okay she was talking about david about that one it says every kill now is more exaggerated and longer where it used to be one attack now there's five it shows his transcendent he is more brutal and it is again corresponding to a level of violence around the world that is more brutal so it is more interesting and then there's a more interesting moment to be released the halloween kill movie the actress says and it says that her closing words of what i'm going to share with you is that i wake up in grace every single day and think okay great let's do it what are we going to do today that's how i do it so i can't anticolize it i just need to stay out of the effing way curtis says okay well you know what at least she returned to her roots and it sounds like it's going to be something that is going to be way better than the first one so good for you, Jamie Lee. And I guess we can look up, look forward to that being released sometime this week. It didn't say what day, though. So y'all can do the same thing I do. Just click on your own Googler. Googler, 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 Googler. Maybe we'll find that before this gets posted. But we are moving on to... So what story are we on? We are, we are number, number three. Number four? Yeah, I think we're at number four. Right? Yeah. So this one comes from 3ba.com.au. And this is titled Fans Amazed at Robin Williams' Portrayal in Test Footage by Actor Jamie Costa. And I was surprised when I seen his name pop up. And I'm like, okay, I hopefully it's something positive because, you know, um, he was such a great actor and I heard he was such a sweet person. So we just don't want to, you know, be dragging anyone name in the mud that, you know, does not deserve it. Or it's like, why are we talking about someone that doesn't deserve it, right? You know, um, that should be resting in peace right now. So, but I, I did see, you know, it says fans were amazed, so I, that's why I made sure I clicked on it and um, curated this for you guys today. So it says, after posting some test footage of himself playing a young Robin Williams online, an actor has won the affectionness of Williams fans with his impressive portrayal of the late, of the late actor. After Jamie Costa posted the clip on YouTube titled Robin's Test Footage Scene. Oh, he looks he looks a lot like him. He really does. 
Um, it says that this has actually um, yielded over 2 million views and fans are astounded by his acting skills and likenessness. Okay, it says the scene takes place March the 5th, 1982 on the set of Mark and Min, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Mark, Mark, I know the movie, I mean that, <laughs> that TV series, Mark and Mindy, where Pam Dauber played a Sarah Murphy, Murphy, tells Robin, aka Jamie Costa, that actor and friend John Belushi has passed away. At the beginning of the scene, we see Costa portrayed the happy, eccentric character we all know of Williams to be, which then quickly turns into an emotional scene after he learned the news. And I don't want to play the audio because I don't know if it's going to play correctly. But I want to just read this quote. This isn't a mere impression. This is one of the highest caliber, basically an embodiment of Robin himself. From the wide-eyed gaze to the childlike wonder, he concealed his outlook in. This was brilliant. If I were more of a mystical believer, I'll even think that Jamie re rehabilitated the exact same energy that Robin did. Incredible. Sarah was great as well. Sarah actually played Pam, it says. She brought phenomenal gravity to her lines in which the scene needed. Well done all over. So let's see. It looks like, okay, that was a comment from one of the viewers that they left. Which is, that's cool. God, I'm just like reading it. I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys are still here with me. But no, um, and then I was looking at the picture. I guess it just made me like sigh for a minute. I'm like, oh, he was so cool. And it's, you know, it's glad that people are still remembering him after all this time. So, shout out to that sir, Mr. Costa Costa. And we're going to move on to story number five. Halfway there. Oh, oh. Living on a prayer. Take my hand. Make, actually, no. I believe this is, let's see. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh no, we're on five, right? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep, we are on five. And this one comes from page six. Okay, so Olivia Wilde goes nude for untouchable true botanical photo shoot. And honestly, I just seen Olivia Wilde, and I'm like, okay, she's cool. So let's see what they have to say. So Olivia Wilde is showing off her skin everywhere. The actress 37 stripped down to, to her birthday suit. Birthday suit. Birthday suit. Yeah, it doesn't go like that, but okay. <laughs> In honor of her fifth anniversary. Yeah, her fifth anniversary. As, oh, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I, 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 I am sorry. 
Okay, her fifth anniversary as chief brand activist for True Botanicals. An all-national successional skin care line. It is sexy while told Vogue while posing in a new mesh bra and underwear set, going topless in her white jeans, mulling completely in the buff. The photo shoot, which was shot by Guy or a roach, is completely untouchable and meant to explore themes of confidence and control of one's form. You know, having that national body. I am someone who has two babies. I'm in my late 30s, and I love my body now more than I ever have. I enjoy the opportunity to take care of myself. That's what my beauty ritual is, taking care of myself and celebrating my body at this stage of my life, Wall says. Referring to son Otis, which is seven, and her daughter Daisy, which is five, who she shares with her ex-fiance, and I'm about to murder your name, your name, Jason. I'm sorry. But we're going to try it out, Jason. So I have a Jason Sudeikis. I apologize, Jason. So, let's see. It is, it's like page six. I got hella pop-ups. I see you. So it says the book smart director also discussed her support of the free the nipple movement. And that's a hashtag. Hashtag free the nipple girl. It's a movement and showing off women's body in all stages of life. I wish that in this country we weren't so terrified of women's bodies in the way that we are and have the kind of perspective on nipples. I think it's really silly, she said and laughed. Yeah, I can see that, but her pictures are gorgeous. Um, I actually just did a podcast just the other day. We were, we were talking about natural bodies and we're hoping that that comes back. So I love this campaign. So big ups to her for doing that. Now we're going to move on. To the next story. So this is story number six. And this is going to be about someone I actually I like her. So this is coming from people.com. And Lizzo twerks in a nearly naked crystal dress after Cardi B's birthday party. Which was I believe that was a couple of days ago, Cardi's B birthday. All the celebs are talking about it, Ponty. So, this is a star clarified that she did, in fact, wear shoes with the jaw-dropping gown after being photographed leaving the party barefoot. I mean, you know, it be all nice. Sometimes we just be like, can I take my shoes off? Is that okay? Okay. Lizzo has always know how to get people talking like that is very true people that is very true the singer stepped out to celebrate cardi b's 29th birthday happy birthday to you cardi on monday night wearing a completely shared matthew resmond collection just made entirely out of erisense crystals stylish jason rembert and hold up, we going, we going, I'm going to cut this real quick. 
So you guys are probably like, this bitch can't say nothing. I'm going to let you guys know. So when I am lacking asleep, sometimes I might sweat a word or two. And I'm trying to drink some tea right now because I did not have energy drinks to try to, you know, boost me up. And I didn't sleep today. But I was so hyped to get on here and talk to you guys. So here we are. <laughs> now back to Lizzo. So Lizzo was wearing a completely shared Matthew Resmond collection. And it was made entirely of these crystals, right? So the stylist Jason Rembert paired the dress with just matching underwear and a tiny pasty to let the see-through dress do its thing, you know. Um, the Lizzo signature unapologetic attitude do all the talking. The rumors singer, oh, see, they just pop up with the So this is what they want me to tell you guys. Never miss a story with our free daily newsletter from people. Sign up and get the best celebrity voice, crime, and human interest stories direct to your inbox. Okay. So now we're going to move on to what I was reading. Thank you, people. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, so the rumored singer were a blonde, a blonde ascension? I think they mean a blonde ascension. It's like, I'm gonna read it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe it for you. So her ponytail to the side, actually it's funny because I, I accidentally put my ponytail to the side yesterday and I meant to put it in the center of my head, but it was not working out. It was just like, okay. Yeah, it was like that. But it was cute. Her hair was really cute. It's cuter than what mine's look like. But the ascension in a 90s inspired high ponytail with a silver butterfly clip. Yeah, in those butterfly clips that she has, if y'all remember back when, like, in the, like, I'm going to say it was, like, early 2000s, late 90s like the butterfly those little clips in your hair that was everything everybody had that that's that's what she got in her hair around the, the front of it it's, it's cute though it's really cute and i see a little nip nip so i don't know I, I i don't know what they was hiding but she's she's pretty she's a beautiful girl so the singer posted several photos and videos of her standout look on her instagram clarifying that she also accessorized with two pairs of silver jimmy shoes silver strappy stiletto and bedazzled sneakers after being photographed leaving the party barefooted so she was like even though it was barefooted i had shoes i i, I had shoes but you know how i go girls you know how a girl and you know there is a video of her bent over on Instagram. Y'all can just look, go ahead and, and, and follow her. Yeah, y'all should do that. But <laughs> um, Cardi rang in her 29th birthday with a dance hall theme music party on Monday. All set, which is her husband and the father of her two children. Cardi has a six week year old son who obviously she just had six weeks ago. <laughs> And a three-year-old daughter. And we don't know her son's name, but the three-year-old daughter is Culture Kyrie. 
and yeah so her husband offset which is you know he's from that famous rat group Migos actually um shared photos from the lavish bash on his Instagram writing in captions happy birthday Mrs. Cephas uh, so that's so cute. Oh, there is more. Okay. He said, I love you so much. I value you so much for giving me two great lives. Great energy. You have my back when anybody goes against me since the day I met you. I love you. Offset. Born Kyrie Kendall. Kendall? See this? Okay. Great mother, hard worker, hustler, you never settle, you're funny and encouraging. Thank God for you. Aw, that's so sweet. I'm going to exit out of this. So yeah, that was our story from people.com. Now we on to the next one. On to the next one. And this one is from deadline.com. And it has to do with Shameless star Emma Kennedy, who addresses Emmy Rosen, exit from the Showtime series. So, it says, we 100% felt like family, and we still do, says Emmy Kenny of her fellow Shameless cast members. We had such a bonding experience. And like a family, she says, relationships among the actors were complicated. Kenny, now 22, spoke about her experience on the recently wrapped Showtime series on the popular Call Her Daddy podcast today, including her interactions with her co-star or ex-co-star Emmy Rosen. Kenny said her relationship with Rosen, who played her sister in the show, felt like a siblingship in a good way and also in bad ways. We both were so young and I was obviously a lot younger. There were times where she would try to be a good influence and there would be times where she would be blatantly giving me not the best idea or advice, Kenny said. Maybe she was struggling with her own inner problems and taking it out on other people but we all handle situations differently. Growing up, I took note of, not just from her in particular, things I want to carry on in my life and things that I do not want to. Ask if she felt like she was living in Rosam's shadow on the show. Kenny replied, I felt like dynamic for sure. And I never understood it. I was nine and she was 10 years older than me. So I'm like, why is there a weird competition here when I was trying to, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to compete is what she said. I don't know if it was other people on the set creating that or if it was her creating it, but I know I wasn't creating it. Rosen left the show in 2018 and Kenny said after she left, the set became a little bit more of a positive place. Oh, I did not know that. It says, I remember pre-hearing, uh, or it says, I remember per her leaving. I'll go to, I'll go to set some days and I'll be very anxious about having a scene with her because 
if she was having a bad day, she made it a bad day for everyone. As for where her relationship stands now, Kenny says they're not in touch. I have a lot of love for Emmy. I've known her for a long time. We haven't spoken in years, but that's okay, she said. I have a lot of love for her, and I hope that she finds her happiness. I did not know that there was that kind of tension and drama on that set. That's so weird. Mm. I really wouldn't have guessed that. But you know what? I, and I actually like Shameless. I haven't watched it in a long time. And it's so funny because um, I'm trying to remember names so I could tell you, like, okay, Emmy is her. And and um, so it's Emma and Emmy. So it's so funny. So Emma is the, the younger one, and Emmy is the older one. So Emmy was, okay, so if you guys watch Seamless, I can kind of describe you because I can't really remember nobody's name right now. So Emmy Rosam, she was Fiona. There you go. She was Fiona. So Fiona, the older sister. And now Emma was the youngest sister with the red hair um, that was, you know, blood her father, Frank. But um, he kept fucking up. And then when he just basically shattered her world and she realized that he was a fuck up and he always fucked up. And so she wound up getting pregnant and having a baby young. So, I mean, on the show. But yeah, that's shameless. And if you guys watch it, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. So basically, Emma Kenny, which was the younger one, was saying that Fiona basically... Fiona being Rosam and, and me, Rosam, was giving her a hard time. And that sucks. Maybe it was just, like she said, it's not like she's trying to put it in a nice way, like a, you know, media training type of way, that basically, you know, she had love for her, maybe because they both were young, that they both were trying to grow up and, and you know, work through their issues. So I get that. So, again, Deadline.com gave us that one. I did not know that. I seen um, Shameless up there, and I was like, oh, I love Shameless. What's going on? So, I wasn't expecting that one. So, this next story is a sad one. And I, I seen her name pop up, and I'm like, of course, because she is trending. She's in the news right now. Um, so, I'm not surprised that... Um, she wasn't up there. Um, so this story is curated from upmatters.com. And it is um, now um, the story about Gabby Petito, um, her autopsy report. Many of you know, because I, I know a lot of people are following this story now. Um, the world is following the story. So um, the actual title of the story is Newsfeed Now. Coroner says Gabby Petito strangled to death, disabled couple claims Southwest crew left. Okay, well, we're, we're not, uh, it was two for one, I guess, because it says disabled couple claims Southwest crew left him, left them stranded on plane. Um, That's not what I came here for the story, but we can get into that for a moment. If it's going to be something, because I'll see the, Okay, so we're going to get into it. 
But um, yeah, because it's like you have to read the, the full story somewhere else. Is this like a little switch around? Let me find out, Google. You pay me. Okay, so it says weekdays at 10.30 a.m. Um, I'm not advertising for y'all. So this is Gammy Petito died of body strangulation three to four weeks before her body was found, announced by Wyoming coroner at a Tuesday news conference. Um, and we're actually going to go travel over to newsnationnow.com so that I can get the rest of the story. Um, yeah, this is, is a sad one, guys. So, um, it says that Blue declined to speculate whether, and, and Blue, I apologize, guys, um, he is the Titan or, or Teton County Coroner, and he's Dr. Brent Blue, and he actually held a news conference on Tuesday to, um, provide the, the public with his discovery. So it says, Blue declined to speculate whether he believed her boyfriend at the time, Brian Laundrie, was involved. He um, he did state this, he did go on to state that we are only tasked with cause and matter of death, he said. Who committed the homicide is up to the law enforcement, which most of us should, should know that, that you know, um, someone that's going to be handling the autopsy is, is only there to handle the autopsy. And I, I did hear someone ask that in, in the, um, because I, I seen the report, then when he had the news conference on Tuesday, and the news reporter asked if um, he believed that they did it. And I'm like, um, A, that's kind of in bad fashion because we're not supposed to be speculating um, we are innocent or people are innocent before, um, uh, before the evidence is, is, is given to make them be found guilty. So, um, and definitely according to our office is not allowed to go ahead and speculate or say his opinion. So he might, you know, go home and speak with his wife, Candid candidly about a situation and say, you know, I believe this way, I'm strong, I believe that way but to speculate that on a national platform would be a whole liability so i was just surprised when i seen the new conference and they uh, a professional person asked him for his opinion about something that wouldn't even be something that his department or division would even deal with um and then also uh due to a wyoming's law there's a limitation of what they can say um, the Wyoming coroner said it took weeks to deliver the final report because of how met meticulous um, the examination was. So Blue said that they performed a whole body CAT scan, a toxicology test, and a forensic pathologist and anthropologist were also involved. Blue said that Petito was not pregnant when she died, but otherwise declined to answer most of the questions reporters asked. When asked what effects the elements may have had on the condition of Petito's body, he said, all I can comment on is that her body was out in the wilderness for three to four weeks. Well, so he basically was saying that there was something, um, it was out in elements, so... There, there could have been something 
that would have um, caused it to decline in nature. Um, but he can't go into complete details about that. Um, it also says in the article um, that, and for those who don't um, know about this, which I, I would be surprised if you did not, um, that Gabby Petito's death at such a young age is tragic, of course. Um, the Lanchi family attorney, um, Stephen Bertintilio, and I probably butchered that. I might as well be a freaking uh, working in a meat slot shop at this point. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Stevens said in a statement to News Nation, while Brian Laundrie is currently charged with the unauthorized use of a debit card belonging to Gabby, Brian is only considered a person of interest in relations to Gabby Pesito's demise. At this time, Brian is still missing, and when he is located, we will address the pending fraud charges against him. Petito vanished while on a cross-country road trip with her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, in a converted camper van. The trip was well documented on social media until it abruptly ceased. Allegedly, somewhere in Wyoming is where um, it ended. And the couple documented most of her trip, which started in July on YouTube, and their vlog was called Van Life. Petito was only 22. She was reported missing September 11th by her parents after she did not respond to calls and texts for several days. Petito's body was found September 19th, just outside Grand Tenton, Natural Park in Wyoming. Um, it's been weeks since her. Um, it, it's, it's been weeks since any firm new details emerged in the case, as authorities searched for Petito's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend slash ex-fiance. I would assume we can use the word ex at this point. Um, Brian Laundrie's parents says they. Last saw him September the 13th when they said that they took the car to a 24,000-acre Florida reserve. He was last reported missing September the 17th. Or actually, he was reported missing September the 17th. Despite searching for nearly a month in the Carlton Reserve, police have not seen him or even said that they found any clues, which... Guys, I don't believe that they will be, you know, um, releasing any clues at this moment just because it is getting such a high number of media attention on it. So they don't want anyone tampering with it. Um, so I'm going to end it with um, just with this final note that the FBI has issued an arrest warrant for laundry. He is wanted for use of an authorized access device. Related to his activities following Petito's death, the FBI says he used a credit card and a pen to access two bank accounts, August the 30th and September the 1st. Um, and that story is actually brought to you by NewsNationNow.com. And we're going to move on to the next uh, story and rest in peace and, and blessings and prayers to the Petito family. And I hope that the um, the laundry family 
can find peace in their heart too because the I know that their family may be going through some things now as well and um had they known anything in terms of of what happened to Petito um then that's something that they're going to have to live with in their conscience and hopefully everyone that needs to be charged with her um demise should be charged and hopefully that they will be charged um very soon very soon i'm hoping that they do find brian alive and then we can speak with them or, or not we meaning me i won't be speaking with them but um you know um that potato's family can get some answers so um, we're gonna move on and this is story number nine and number nine so this has come from apnews.com is in the game okay <laughs> i just wanted to say that is in the game <laughs> and if you guys don't know where that came from that means that you don't you don't play sport games you don't you're not about that life i'm not either but i know about it mm-hmm mm -hmm. i'm sipping my hot tea i got the nasty tea i and you're probably going to be like, oh, why are y'all talking about that? I like Lipton tea. I just don't like the, the regular one. Like, it's not my cup of tea, you know? I like the, the ones that they got a little jazz to it. So, I can't think of the... They have one that's a mango one. Oh, my God. It smells so good. It's, everything is life. But, okay, we're going to go into story number nine. Because we got one more story before we leave this Jimmy John. And then, oh, you guys, I'm excited, but okay. So, this story is, then is again, from APnews.com, and it is titled, The Nuts Won't Play Irving Until He Meets Vaccine Requirements. Now, I'm going to let you guys know, just a little disclaimer. I mean, your, your, your girl's not, like, so girly, like, I know what a quarterback is, a running back, a wide receiver, I know Alea, I know a, a three-fall, a three-fall, <laughs> a feet throw, I know, you know, I don't go with things, you know, I know, the first thing I said was about football, so you almost say, that's not basketball, I know that people, I know that, I'm just telling you, I know football, and I know basketball, now, you ask me something about some damn baseball, I'm gonna say, you go hit a home run and have a nice day, better, better swing, that's, that's our conversation for uh, basketball, ask me about hockey, I'm gonna say, that puck on ice, go, 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 go ahead, get it to the goalie, that's what I can tell you about um, hockey. What can I tell you about soccer? Yay, get that through to the goalie. Wrong side of the, of the tracks. You better go to the other side of the field. That's not yours. That's not yours. That's not your home base. Go on the other side. You at the visitors. That's what I can tell you about soccer. Uh, Anything else? Oh, yeah, you got to serve. Um... Yeah, anything else I don't know about. So, football, football, I don't know about that. Okay, we can move on to story. <laughs> so, this story, which I already told you guys, it is titled, Nets Won't Play Irving Until He Meets That Vaccine Requirement, which, 
more power to you, Kyrie. But so it says Kyrie Irving can keep refusing to get the COVID next 19 vaccine. He just won't play for the Brooklyn Nets until he does. The Nets announced Tuesday Irving would not play or practice with them until he until he could be a full participant, ending the idea that he would play in only role games. Irving hasn't said he isn't vaccinated, asking for privacy when he spoke via Zoom during the team's media day on September the 27th. But he had rarely been with the team in New York, where a mandate requires professional athletes playing for a team and the city have to be vaccinated against COVID-19 to play or practice in public venues. Kyrie made it clear that he has a choice in this matter and it's ultimately going to be up to him what he decides. General Manager Sean Marks said, we respect the fact that he has a choice. We can make it his own and right now what's best for the organization is the path that we're taking. Mm, okay. It also says that teams aren't allowed to reveal private details of players' health. But X2 said if Irving was vaccinated, Mark said if he was vaccinated, he wouldn't be having this discussion. I think that's pretty, probably pretty clear. And I'm, I'm assuming. He, that that assumption sounds like it's a good assumption. Um, it is noted that Kyrie loves to play basketball, wants to be out there, wants to be participating with his teammates. But again, this is a choice that Kyrie had, and he has well, and he was well aware of that. Says Marks, Irving wasn't even eligible to practice with the Nets in New York until Friday. When the city told the team that its training facility was considered a private venue. Oh, so I think we're getting a little bit more. So it looks like because um, the NBA wants to set these, they have to, you know, what they have in, in order, right? Their rules and regulations. And this, guys, this is just me trying to explain it to myself, I guess. Are trying to make sense of it and yeah this is my sense that I'm making of it maybe I'm wrong whatever but it, it sounds like from what I'm reading is that because if it's a private venue that is not going to be a, a public safety issue um so he could practice I guess if everyone's cool with it um, I would assume that they're not going to say well you know we made you get vaccinated um, you have to be around this person that's not vaccinated. So I guess everyone's cool with it, or maybe they have certain guidelines in, in place for that. But uh, I'm assuming their rules and regulations pro prohibited him from um, joining them in a public um, venue because that at that moment it would be a public safety concern opposed to it being in a private setting in a private venue. That's that's the sense I'm making out of it. And see, the whole vaccination thing to me is a little tricky, Ricky. Like, I don't want to, uh, I guess, tell you. I, I feel like, okay, this is how I feel. I feel like everyone should have their choice of the matter. 
you don't know what I may be have going on with myself medically. And I may cause me to have adverse effects to the shot, whatever it is. So it's like, why are you forcing me to do take the shot? Um, let's say there's a lot of people like myself that never even took a flu shot. So it's like, okay, I've never been forced to take a flu shot. What's this about? So, you know, it's going to be interesting. But we're going to end this story with this. NBA players are, are not required to be vaccinated, but they face more testings and restrictions on their ability to be around their teammates. The league has said that players wouldn't be paid for games they miss because they are ineligible to play. Irving would still be paid for role games, says Mark. Teammates had said that they are supportive of Irving's decision, but Mark seems to be um, indicating that there was concern for the fan reactions. New York was hit hard in early March of 2020 by the virus, and the Nets arena became a vaccination site this spring. There are countless and countless workers who have lost jobs because of this, there are people who have lost loved ones and so forth. And as I've mentioned before, this is serious, Mark says. And we play a game of basketball. And although it's serious and we take our job extremely seriously, these are mandates that right now we don't have any control over. All we can do is abide by them and think that science and the people governing it whether it be our city, whether it be our state, whether it be the country, that they are making the right decision and the right calls for us all to get back and move on into a healthy and safer environment. And I'm hoping that at least on the very end that that is true, that we are moving in the right direction for a healthy and safer environment for everyone in the world. Now, is time for the last story before we learn this and we move on but glory okay i know you guys was like okay what is our <laughs> so the very last story comes from vanity fair vanityfair.com and it is titled Machine Gun Kelly says he was down he was down to die before meeting Megan Fox. Uh, if y'all know who Megan Fox is, obviously she's a actress. Machine Gun Kelly is a rapper. Um, I believe he's still signed to Bad Boy, or he was. So let's 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 get into it. So it says, for Machine Gun Kelly, his all-consuming romance with Megan Fox was quite literally a lifesaver. The musician, whose real name is Colson Baker, and the actress opened up about their dark fairy tale of a relationship in a new cover story for British GQ. With Baker crediting his love with keeping him from totally giving up on living. I came from broken homes and I've watched love never work. Then I grew up where in pop culture, they don't even make romantic movies anymore, he said. 
It hurts my soul that I wasted 30 years of my life not having any desires. Dude, I was down at that. I was good. I was like, all right, got music out there. That'll hold me down. You know, my daughter is the best extension of me, and she's going to be better than I am. And I'm seeing some shit, so I'm going to go. Then he says, I've lost so many friends, suicide, that gave me a reason to stay here before beginning to ramble and turn into Fox to say, please shut me up. I love you. <laughs> That's sweet. Baker also revealed that he has post-traumatic stress from his difficult upbringing and drug issues. I'm basically trying to live without dying quickly every day. He confesses, adding that seeing how Fox handles her own issues has inspired him to work on his own, and he has to be open about them with his fans, he says. I want to be as grounded as she is, but I'm not yet there yet. I'm open to it, but I don't want to fool you like I'm there. He also says he has the most utmost respect for his girlfriend and she has helped him realize that you can't bury your trauma no one knows anything about me they don't know how deep that rabbit hole goes with my childhood and with everything that my body has stored in itself and i think that's true with a lot of people um it says but while their relationship has helped both of them grow immensely as people, Fox makes sure to point out that there's euphoric highs also come with some equally dark lows. This is a very intense relationship. She says, our souls choose, our souls, our, <laughs> our souls chose this to absolutely have to face our shadow self. Okay, I'm going to read that again because she's a little deep I guess or she's getting deep our souls chose this to absolutely have to face our shadow self to face things about ourselves we didn't know or didn't want to have to know that we've tried to push away a machine gun Kelly adds it should be like that also we go to hell with each other. It's ecstasy and agony for sure. I don't want people to think anything perfect is with us. I didn't say it was the darkest fairy tale for no reason. God help you if you wouldn't help. God help you if you would have met us last Saturday. The address agrees with him laughing. There are also the demonic, demonic side. Okay. Um, you know, okay, this is the positive that I can um, pull from that. That um, he is actually showing or expressing that he is a work, um, a character. And, you know, he's, he's how do I put it? <laughs> he is working on himself, right? He is someone that's still trying to develop their self and develop who they are and, and build from that, which is a great thing. The concerning part is that if something happens to Megan today, tomorrow, God forbid, 
um, you know, let's say she says, I don't want to be with you anymore. That's what I mean when I say, you know, something happens, you know, happens with that relationship. So, um, you know, something happens with that relationship, which I, I don't want that to happen. I, I want them to strive together. Um, but if, if he loses that relationship, I'm just wondering, would he lose himself, like, help, you know, lose himself again in terms of wanting to go back down a dark road? So I just hope that he finds the strength to, regardless if Megan Fox is there with or without him, that um, Mr. Colson Baker, a.k.a. Machine Gun Kelly, can actually just be happy within himself because that is important. Um, and I'm glad that he has someone there with him to try to get to that process of finding themselves. And you know what? Nothing's perfect. So I'm not, not going to judge them on their dark, um, um, what is how they say it, their uh, dark fantasy relationship? Dark, yeah, dark fairy tale. So I'm not going to, you know, judge them on their dark fairy tale, nor should anyone else judge anyone on anything. Um, however, or criticize them or give them a hard time about it, I should say. Um, but I just hope that, you know, um, as much dark that they receive out this fairy tale, that there is a lot of light as well. Because I know that, you know, like there's a dark side to politics, there's a dark side to love, there's a dark, there's always a dark side to everything, right? But, um, you don't want it to be so dark that it's damaging, so dark that it's dim and, and grim. I, I'm that grim. So dark that it's grim and, and, you know, you're, you're depressed and it's like, you know, you ever see those shows where the people, they're like, oh, we love each other and they're cutting each other and they're bleeding and they're, it's just a little weird type of vibes and it's like, okay, that's not healthy for anyone. It's kind of scary. So you don't want that, it to be that type of darkness, but they said it was demonic. So it makes me seem like. They might be on some Angelina, Jolie, Bobby Thornton type of tip. You know what I'm saying? You know, we walk around with blood around our necks and we have rituals. I don't know. I'm always rooting for love. Well, guys, we're going to end on that note. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you guys stuck to the very end. And... You know what? I might not do it today. Might might do that tomorrow. But I've been on an hour with you guys. And I'm excited to get this episode out. So on that note, you've been hanging out with your girl. I don't even know what name we're gonna go by on this platform. But we 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 uh I'ma just call them with the CEO. No, we're gonna work on that. Um, well, while I work on that, how about you guys go to www.thefundamentals.com and make sure you join the mailing list there. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at thefundamentals. And guys, I almost forgot, we don't spell fundamentals the typical way. So you replace that U with the Y. So let me spell it out. So it's F-Y-N-D-A-M-E-N-T-A-L-S, fundamentals. So you replace the F-U with the F-Y, and there you go. So until next time, you guys spread love and just be happy. 
Yay! Because guess what? You woke up for a reason, so let's make the day great.